Thank you for joining us online today. If you have a prayer request or a testimony that you'd like to share with us, please text it to HOTL at 97000. If you'd like to partner with us financially, you can text a dollar amount to 84321. We hope you enjoy the word today and have a great week. Do you recognize that right now, probably most every person in here has something that changes their walk every day? You have something, a lot of you have it right in your hand, changes your walk every day. I, I don't know why I look up these random statistics. I'm just kind of weird. But last year, 11,000 people suffered injuries texting and walking with their cell phone. 5,000 pedestrian deaths. 5,000 pedestrian deaths. It changes your pace. It changes your heart rate. It changes your posture. It leads to what they call text neck. I mean, you got text neck. <laughs> Up here, you might be redneck or you might be text neck. <laughs> but I, but I, wanted, I, I, I want to talk to you this morning about um, direct, your steps being directed and walking with God. We're, we're finishing our series uh, this morning entitled Communicate to Navigate. And I'm hoping and believing that it's helped you draw closer to the Lord through it. Amen. The more communication you have. And I want to teach this morning on the importance of walking with God and having our steps ordered by the Lord. There's nothing more important in your life and my life than having our steps ordered by God. Understanding that a kingdom successful walk, a kingdom successful walk on this earth depends on this, on the guidance that God gives us recently. Uh, we've taught in the series, uh, Pastor Joel a few weeks ago taught about uh, Obed-Edom and David bringing the Ark of the Covenant back the correct way. Um, and I want to unpack that just for a second and show you something there that, that always stands out to me. Because incorrectly, they tried to move it and there was a God that was not pleased. And then they put the ark in the, in the home of Obed-Edom, and then the next time they, they did it as prescribed by God. So it, it, we pick up the story in 2 Samuel 6, 12 through 13. And now it was told King David, saying, The Lord has blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that belongs to him because of the ark of God. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with gladness. And so it was, when those bearing the ark of the Lord had gone six paces that he sacrificed oxen and fatted sheep. Six represents the number of man. And when I read that, I recognize that there's something that God was actually trying to illustrate that we can walk only so far in our own strength, in our own power. And the next step was the step after sacrifice after thanking God, after recognizing how important it was for God to basically direct the steps. Amen? I think we all know the benefits of walking, right? This is crazy. I didn't realize how good it was for... How many of you know walking's good for you? It's really good. So I, so I looked at the uh, Mayo Clinic, 
and they say that walking, you maintain a healthy weight, lose body fat. It prevents or manages various conditions, including heart disease, stroke, high blood pressure, cancer, and type 2 diabetes. Improves cardiovascular fitness, strengthens your bones and muscles, improves muscle endurance, increases energy levels, improves your mood. Some of y'all need to take a walk. <laughs> Jesus. That's times I need to take a walk. Your, 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 your cognitive aspects, your memory, your sleep, improves your balance, coordination, strengthens your immune system, reduces stress and tension, all in the natural aspect of walking. How many of you realize it was that good for you? Amen? I knew it was good for me. I wasn't really sure why my wife at times would say, you need a walk? Because she probably read this list. But I'm going to unpack the, the relational benefit of walking with God because that's a major part of communication and how it helps you and I connect with God and have divine directed steps. Communication, good communication, is essential to any relationship being healthy. And the more that we communicate with God, the, the better uh, navigational directions we will receive. There's an urban, there's an urban legend story that goes like this. There's a battleship at exercise on the sea in bad weather, and the captain was on the bridge. It was foggy, and just after dark, the lookout spotted a light on the starboard side. The captain asked if it was steady or moving, and the lookout replied the light was steady, meaning they were on a direct collision course with that ship. So the captain ordered the lookout signal to the other ship, change course 20 degrees. We are on a collision course. The signal came back, advisable for you to change course. The captain signaled, I'm a captain, change course 20 degrees. And then the reply came back, I'm a seaman, second class. You'd better change course 20 degrees, came the reply. The captain was furious. He said, I am a battleship, change course. Back came the signal, I am a lighthouse, your call. <laughs> Great navigation requires communication, great communication. How many of you have had like wild stuff happen because you didn't understand somebody else? It happens to Robbie and I all the time. And part of it is because, you know, we just don't hear as well as we used to. And there's stuff that she'll say. I'm like, what did you say? And it was totally different than what I heard. Even if your hearing is good, the enemy likes to come in and twist stuff. How many of you have had a conversation with somebody, and by the time it comes back around, you go, I doesn't sound like I was even in the room, because things can change so much. I, I, I have a, I love, uh, we, we have, we've got a great prayer team, and we have great um, ways when people uh, need prayer that we do it. But man, I've seen stuff fall through the cracks with prayer teams. Aunt Sally sprains her ankle. And by the time it goes through about 14 people, she's had surgery and had it removed. <laughs> you know, communication. You've got to have great communication. So when Robbie and I walk, there is an expectation that it's not only about the health benefits physically, but it's about communication, which always helps us moving forward. We, we walk and we talk. And the Bible says that Adam and Eve, hearing the sound 
of God walking in the garden. We read that Enoch walked with God and then was no more. Genesis 5, 24. Then Enoch walked with God 300 years after he became the father of Methuselah. And he had other sons and daughters. So all the days of Enoch were 365 years. And Enoch walked with God. And he was not, for God took him. And then there's the New Testament reference to Enoch. Hebrews 11, 5 through 6 is, By faith Enoch was taken up so that he would not see death. And he was not found because God took him up, for he obtained the witness that before his being taken up, he was pleasing to God. And then it says in verse um, 5, And without faith it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. We see that the walk that pleases God is the walk of faith. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says that for we walk by what? Faith and not by sight. We read about Noah in Genesis chapter 6, verse 9. These are the records of the generations of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his time. Noah walked with God. I can't think of something more honoring to be said of someone honestly, then you fill in the blank, walks with God. Severin walks with God. So-and-so walked with God. I mean, there's something about that that just resonates in my heart. And, 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 and when we look at this, because when you walk with God, it means you're living the kind of life and walking in a way that aligns your life with his purpose. It speaks of relationship and the merging of sorts to make it happen. Like when I walk with Robbie, she has to lengthen her stride or I have to shorten mine. We have to actually come together to where we walk together. Amen? And if we walk the same walk, this is a little frustrating to me, she'll actually have more steps than I will. Well, I got like 11,000 steps today. I'm like, I only got 9,500, but I covered the same distance. Doesn't matter. I got more steps than you. She's very competitive sometimes. <laughs> but if we're walking or hiking, I smoke her. I tell you, I just, she cannot keep up. But I'll be honest with you, if we're shopping, she will walk me under the table every time. She turns into a world-class athlete in a thrift store, y'all. <laughs> See, walk, think about this. Walking together requires agreement. Walking together would seem to require relationship on some level. Amos 3.3 says, can two walk together unless they're agreed? And when you walk, think, think about this. When you walk in a busy airport, there's tons of people, right? And... And if you think about it, they're all at a, a different pace and you don't really fall in step with somebody that you don't know because it would come across as a little creeper. <laughs> Have you ever had that happen? I mean, you're walk I mean, seriously, if you're walking, then somebody just kind of comes up to you and starts matching your pace. You're kind of, what the heck is going on here? Because <laughs> you don't have any relationship. Walking together in agreement and walking, it takes a relationship. It takes a unity. It takes an agreement to make this thing happen. And, and so Robbie and I have this conversation once again about how many steps did you get in today. So it's, it's kind of a measurement 
of health, but there's a walk in steps, if you will, that lead to spiritual health and a clear navigation. And I want to talk about that this morning. Honestly, we are in a season where it is imperative that we walk with God to be able to navigate a culture where the signs will lead you astray. The direction, the emphasis, the signs of our culture want you to go in a different way. The Bible says there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is death. And so you are always being bombarded. How many signs do we get to see every day? I mean, it's crazy, the signs. I'm glad the signs are in English. I've been, in, I've been in, in, in foreign countries where it's like the signs are not in English, and I'm like, man, I'm lost as a ball in high weeds here. Think about this. How many signs, you know, that old sign, that, that old song, it's way, way before most of these young people's time. Signs, signs, everywhere signs. Talking about the scenery, changing my mind. Do this, don't do that, can't you read the signs? You ever heard that song? I love that. There's that verse. And the sign said, long-haired, freaky people need not apply. I love that, right? <laughs> my favorite part of the whole song. So I tucked my hair under my head, and I went in to ask him why. Why do you remember stuff like that? Why? Oh, my gosh. I'll finish that the second service if you want to hang with us. The, the culture of the world is communicating values and behaviors and lifestyles that are not biblical, and they don't please God. And an amazing measure of health for you and I is how much we walk with God, how much of our day is in step, in pace, in rhythm with God. When I walk with God, there's communication. When I walk with God, there's a pace. When I walk with God, there's a merging together of my heart to his heart, my will to his will. His word says it'll make our path straight. Because I, I wasn't born with my path being straight. I didn't grow up with my path being straight. It was pretty broken. It was pretty crooked. It was pretty messed up. It was pretty, sometimes the path was like round the mountain, round the mountain, round the mountain, round the mountain. And I needed to communicate and walk with God in a way that actually showed me and gave me directions on how to be a husband and how to be a dad and how to be a good neighbor and how to be a good employee and how to be a good brother. I needed that. I still need it. We, when we, when we kind of grab a hold of this thing that we can walk without God, I'm telling you what, we, we, it, it, it's troublesome. So here's a few takeaways this morning. First of all, I knew I would shorten this up. Man, I, I, I'm telling you, we always want to be willing to pause for God to touch people. And I am blessed this morning that people came and responded because I believe that there's some miracles that are happening. Amen. Can we just give the Lord a praise this morning for what he's doing? First of all, my first takeaway this morning, thank you, is walk in the Spirit. Actually, I want to I back up. I don't think I have this one. Uh, I, I think I added this one this morning. Uh, first of all, I want you to be in the Word. I want you to be in the Word. 
uh, this is crazy. 95% of people recently, 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 when did you say recently, admitted that they read the Bible once or less per week. How would that work in any other thing that we do? I'm going to eat once a week. I exercised once this week. I'm good. I had a conversation with my wife or my kids, my spouse, once this week. I'm good. I'm telling you, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Man, we got to be in the Word. You, you've got you've to develop something where you just say, hey, listen, God's Word is living, it's active, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. There's something here that's beyond just ink and paper. It's supernatural. Sometimes you'll read stuff, and I'm not sure that I'm really understanding this, but there's something inside that understands it. And I'm telling you what, this is, this is something that you need to get you need to get uh, discipline yourself to, to walk and, and be in the Word. The second one is walk in the Spirit. Now we're back on track. Galatians 5.25, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Listen, Jesus said that he would send the counselor, right? He told his disciples, I go and the counselor will come, speaking of the Holy Spirit, well, when I'm unpacking this a little bit in my thoughts, it's okay. Can I just say this? It's okay to talk to counselors, right? I mean, when I'm counseling somebody, I'm hoping that there's an exchange of information. It's really hard to counsel somebody if they're not talking to you, right? And so I'm thinking, well, Holy Spirit, just think of it in the terms of the counselor. There's a conversation that's expected back and forth. Talk with the Holy Spirit. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Like, for example, it took me a while. This was kind of weird. I, I was actually thinking about, <clears throat> you know, 11,000 injuries last year, people walking with their cell phone. And you know the, <laughs> the number of injuries is predominantly with younger people. I thought, oh, man, that's a bummer. And I thought, yeah, it's probably because older people don't really aren't really that good with their phones. <laughs> I don't know. But, but if you think about this, it took me a while to go, hey, Siri. Oh, there she is. What do you think about our church? Speechless. <laughs> Actually, it came up with a website. It was pretty crazy. That's really freaky. Think about this. It took me a while to get used to saying, hey, Siri. You might try getting used to saying, hey, Holy Spirit, how about this? Hey, Holy Spirit, how about this? Hey, Holy Spirit, I'm about ready to send an email. I'm about ready to communicate. I'm about ready. How, how about this? I mean, just, just getting into that place where you're communicating on a consistent basis with the helper. Actually, Jesus said, it's to your advantage that I go because the Holy Spirit will come. Do you realize that you have a built, if you're a, if you're a believing follower of Jesus and you have the Holy Spirit in you, you have an advantage in the world. You have, you almost, can I just say this? You almost got an unfair advantage, right? You have an unfair advantage. 
And, and, and a lot of times what we're doing, though, is we're basically, we're not utilizing the power and the anointing and the strength and the guidance, the, the whisper, the word, the gifts of the Holy Spirit in our life. And so we're out there in a war and we've left our weapons behind. You will begin to develop a dialogue and a confidence in hearing God that will help you navigate in a treacherous culture. You'll begin to hear the sound of God walking in your life. You will develop an ear for it. It's always fun to take someone out in the woods that they've never really been out in the woods and they hear stuff that they're not accustomed to. Have you ever done that, Seb? I remember the first time I was out in the woods and I heard a bull moose and I couldn't see him. And I'm like, what in the Sam heck is that? It's like one of the most weird sounds you ever hear. It's like, or, or a cow moose is even different. Jason, why don't you give me a cow moose thing right now? No, I'm just, <laughs> Seb could do it. I know he could do it. I could do it. I've called a man. I'm like, oh, but I don't want to, I don't want the Holy Spirit to leave. <laughs> Somebody would think it was one of those, uh, um, yeah, never mind. <laughs> Holy Spirit, what do you think about what I was about ready to say? Now don't say it. Okay, so yeah, I just heard. I just heard. Or how about like a bear snapping its teeth? That will, that will lift the hair on the back of your neck because that's not a good sound. Or how about, this is really cool. I remember being out with, a, I don't know if it was one of my sons or grandson or something like that and and you heard a, a grouse in the spring drumming like what is that that's so cool so you develop an ear you develop an ear the more that you're exposed to things like that you develop an ear a good mechanic I've had like you know I've had like misses and stuff going on a good mechanic a, a friend of mine uh, recently you know was 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 in my truck and he says oh you need a little bit of this going on because that's what that noise is like man you have an ear for that we have to have an ear for the Holy Spirit. We have to have an ear to be able to hear what God is saying. And the point is, when you walk in the Spirit, you develop your ear. You find that navigation is much clearer, much more confident. Isaiah 30, 21 says, Your ear shall hear a word behind you saying, This is the way, walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left. My next takeaway is walk this way. Walk this way. The world has their own walk this way. Ephesians 4, 1 through 3 says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, with bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. This is the instruction of the Word of God saying, listen, if you are a believer you have a calling, and there is a way for you to walk that's worthy of that calling. And then there's a descriptor, and it's totally opposite of the world, right? I mean, there's nobody out in the world that's going to say, I think you should have a little bit more lowliness in your, in your life. I think that you should have a little bit more gentleness. 
I think you should have a little bit more long-suffering. I think you should bear with one another. Oh, my goodness. Bear with one another. I think that is so important because God knew Jesus is building a community. He's building a community of believers, and it's called the church. And he realized how difficult it could be at times because, you know what? We're just like broken people. Nobody's arrived. And so he knew that there's times when you're going to butt heads with somebody. You know, you're, you're going to clash with somebody. Your agenda is not going to match up with your agenda. And so it was really important, I believe, for Paul to write this because he was saying, he was saying uh, 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 with all lowliness, gentleness, long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, realize there's a higher call, there's a higher cause, endeavoring to keep the spirit of unity and the bond of peace. Because right there is a relationship builder. This is truly the opposite. This is a walk that's identified by kingdom core values. And my next takeaway this morning, y'all with me? Walk with God walkers. Walk with God walkers. I know it sounds a little bit Star Wars-y. But we are a supernatural people. The Bible says that you're aliens. It does. It says you're aliens and strangers. That you're actually cut from a different cloth. That your citizenship is in heaven. You know, this is a temporary, this is a temporary dwelling place. And, and basically, when I walk with people who carry a relationship with God in their hearts, it's just different. It's a, it's a supernatural, empowering, equipping, and life-giving component that's essential. When I'm around people of faith, it encourages my faith. When I'm walking with people who trust God, their testimonies communicate trust, and my trust grows. When I walk with people of God that are wise, there's a wisdom that's imparted. The Bible says this in Proverbs 13, 20, he who walks with the wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. When I walk with spiritual giants, I grow in stature because it encourages me. You are who you walk with. And when you come into agreement and you walk into community, and that's the church, you will find navigation and support. You'll find equipping. You'll find healing. And there's something about being a consistent and committed part of what Jesus is building. And can I just say this? Jesus is not walking apart from his church. And when you trust God with all that you have and have a God-centered life, you will find incredible joy. And you will be established. You'll be able to navigate the culture, the storms, the trials, and walk through it with joy and peace. I'm going to have our worship team come. There's something about mentoring, about coaching, about walking, about being in the community that God has provided together that is so important. And I recognize it can be hard. Come on. Marriage can be hard. Any relationship is going to have some, some trials and some things you got to walk through. But I've realized that the people that I've walked with have imprinted my life. And I'm hoping that my walk actually helps mark the lives of people around me as well. That when they're like, I, I like to be around that guy because 
There's always some God talk that's going on. There's always an encouragement that's going on. You know what happens when you walk with people like, for example, that are, that are always like Eeyore, you start looking like Eeyore. You walk with people that are gossiping and pretty soon you just get drawn right into it. You, 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 you walk with people that are always complaining. Do we have some reasons to complain? Do we have some justification? Yeah, there's some broken, messed up, jacked up, backed up stuff that's going on. I don't like a lot of the stuff that's going on in our culture, but I choose to keep my mind on the filter of the kingdom of God. And I choose to, I choose to, to remember the things that, like, like basically watching people come forward and, and, and having the courage and then watching God touch them. And I'm realizing that that's the kingdom of God. I'm going to keep my mind on those things. Paul writes this in Philippians 4, if anything be true, just of good report. Think upon these things. I, I want to encourage you this morning. Take the first step. Take the first step. Max Lucado wrote this. If there are a thousand steps between us and God, he will take all but one. He will leave the final one for us. The choice is ours. So powerful. You might be here this morning and you've never taken that one step. God has taken 999 steps to you. And all you need to do is take the one step to him. I'm going to pray and I'm going to believe that there are people here this morning that maybe you've never given your heart to Jesus and you've never taken the step. But I'm telling you, you are experiencing the community that Jesus is building. It's called his church. You are experiencing the life. You're experiencing the divine supernatural power. And you're also receiving this invitation. Come, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I want you to bow your heads and your hearts this morning. If that's you, and you're here today, and you're saying, Pastor, I've never taken that one step towards God that I need to believe to follow. I need a Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for forgiving my sin. Thank you, Son of God. Thank you, God, for sending your Son. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man listens I will op and opens the door, I will come in. If that's you today, and you're saying, today I'm going to take that step, become a follower of Christ, I want you to raise your hand. We do this in community. We do it together. We do this in family. You're saying today, Pastor, I, I give my life to this Jesus. I've never done that before. Anyone here this morning? Here's what I want to do this morning. Let's all stand together. Maybe you were here and you wish that you would have come up just to receive some ministry. Maybe you don't need a miracle, but you need encouragement. Maybe you don't need a miracle, but you need the breaking of some sort of hang-up, habit, addiction on your life. Maybe you don't need the miracle or the mountain moved, but you need to be encouraged by the body of Christ coming around you because you feel like you've been walking alone. I feel like God wants to break loneliness here today. Just, just hit me. Just trying to be obedient. 
It's amazing when you're lonely that you can feel that way with a crowd of people around you. If you're here this morning and you're saying, I need, I need this loneliness broken over my life. We're going to worship. Pastor Stephen's going to lead us for just a few more minutes. Any of these things just kind of tug on your heart. Or you realize, I have not walked the way that I know I'm called to walk. And I need to, I need to recommit some things to God. We're just going to spend a few minutes this morning in worship. Any of these things come up. Because I do. I, I, I believe it's important. I mean, yeah, God can touch you exactly where you're at. But there is something about taking a step, that activation, taking that step. Take that step this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Christ is my firm foundation.
Lord, we just come to you. And I ask that there's a fresh infilling of your Holy Spirit. That God, we see in Scripture that it says, be filled. Translation is be being filled. It's an ongoing process. And God, we need you because it feels like we leak so many times. So God, for all of us leaky vessels, would you just fill us again by your Holy Spirit? Could you just um, break the sound barrier this morning and just ask God, just pray aloud. Just say, Lord, would you fill me today? Lord, would you come, Holy Spirit? Hey, Holy Spirit, come and touch my life. Guide me. Holy Spirit, bring wisdom to me. Help me to walk in a way that you want me to walk and not in the way that maybe I've stumbled around in the past. God, I just ask that you would fill your people. There was something so profound in Acts chapter 2 in the upper room when they were just gathered to pray and worship just like we're worshiping and praying today. And you just came. You just came and the Bible says that you that, that, that they turned the world upside down because of what you did inside of them. So we come and we ask you to come. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, we're going to continue to pray for a few people this morning. But we're going to let you go. We're going to transition our service. Listen, if you are a guest, we'd love to connect with you. Uh, the information desk is on the left as you leave the, the, the sanctuary. We have a gift. Amen. Invite somebody next week. Power of invitation. If you haven't signed up for Men on Fire, sign up for Men on Fire. It's going to be a powerful time with our guys. God bless you. Have an amazing, amazing day.